Hello, and welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. Hope you are all doing well out there. Um, tonight's topic, I think uh, more people maybe can uh, join in on this one because it's going to be a little bit of an open-ended sort of topic. But as we always do, our intros and hellos, we'll uh, do that first. So I'm going to go ahead and pour some of this delicious... Evan Williams, and somebody today was like, oh, if you're going to be a writer, you know, that's why so many writers would ever turn alcoholics. I was like, oh, well, I think I probably already drank maybe too much. No, I really don't. You know, I say that, and I probably shouldn't. I, I feel like the one glass um, at night is pretty good, and, and honestly, I, so I felt so fucking exhausted today. I felt so tired today. I struggled through my work day. I couldn't do my workout. I was just beat. And I think, honestly, it was because, once again, not only did I not really get enough sleep this weekend, but I drank a whole bunch of beer. And uh, I feel like really just drinking that much beer, I just like, fucking sleepy beer. Black Cat stopping with the cheers. Black Cat, cheers to you. And so I did decide, hey, I do need to get a little bit of exercise today. So I went for a walk. I was hoping to see my favorite uh, little black kitty cat, but uh, no kitty. So that was disappointing. But otherwise, the day, I think, was was mostly an okay day. But um, tomorrow, if I seem absent-ish from, say, Twitter and Instagram or whatever, I really need to buckle down and just get some stuff done for work. Uh, I decided to take Friday off to have a four-day weekend. So I really need to get some stuff done. So if you don't see me a whole lot tomorrow, I'm not going to be around. Wild Bill is coughing out three cigars of smoke and a quarter bottle of Weller. Weller is so fucking good, man. Mm. What, uh, what uh, era or whatever of Weller? Um, I didn't have a cigar today, even though I really wanted to, but the, the nightcap, uh, the nightcap tonight is inspired a little bit by a conversation, uh, a brief one, albeit with wild bill that we had on Twitter, uh, the green bottle. That's pretty, that's still pretty good stuff. Um, I think I, I can't remember, what, but like. They have some really mind-blowing shit that's, like, really rare. But I love Weller. It's really good. But the the conversation came down to... And by the way, Wild Bill. Fucking good to see you, man. We all miss you so much on the show. I really mean that. But the the conversation was about violence. And my, I, I was watching, uh, I finished up the movie Marathon Man uh, while I was eating lunch today. And if you haven't seen the movie Marathon Man, uh, when that first came out, a lot of audiences were very critical of the amount of violence. And it isn't even that there's a whole ton of it per se. But what is there is very mean and very cold and fucking brutal. And I said, more of this, please. And <laughs> they just really nailed it. Yes, that movie will, uh, will have you by your teeth, so to speak. And um, in Bill, Bill's question... <laughs> Phrasing the <laughs> well, and so Black Cat. This is this. This was sort of my response. Not that I really got into the hey, it's the but yeah, the 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 real world is brutal. But the 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 question was like, well, why do you want more of that stuff? Like it it is terrible. What's that? You know, what's that doing to your mind? And. I think about a lot of that and I think about old school horror movies and action movies and all that sort of stuff. And I guess, I mean, Marathon Man really isn't an action movie. I mean, it was kind of a critical drama, but like the thing with that is 
is the violence is supposed to be repulsive. It's supposed to make you want to turn away. And I think in the 70s and maybe the early 80s, there was something about the way that was handled where maybe it, because it was so cold and so brutal and mean, it was meant to make you realize that, like, violence isn't good. Like, getting in fights isn't good. Like, getting in wars isn't good. Like, it's disgusting and awful and should make you kind of sick to your stomach. And I look at how much apparent random violence is out there now. And by random, I mean not necessarily just in the commission of a crime. Um, Bill says, yeah, it's not like action movie, happy, fun time, murder stuff. A thousand percent. Uh, Black Cat says, back in the 70s, people were expecting to hear more about government corruption violence. Yes, it's supposed to get you disgusted. Right, like these things that are supposed to make you, again, turn away and say, we, like, I, we can't have stuff like this in our society because it's awful. And I think that's where the more you get just a prevalence of, I'm going to pick on like the Marvel movies, but the more you get violence that is cartoonish, where people take horrendous beatings. And I was even critical. So it's a controversial statement, but to, I, I pretty much, in my opinion, Timothy Dalton is the best Bond. And the Timothy Dalton Bond movies are some of my favorites. And the reason why is because they are a little more militaristic and they are a little more, I hesitate to say gory, but they're a little more blood and guts. Unlike some of the other later movies where like the guy takes this horrendous beating and he doesn't even have a bruise on his face. His hair isn't even messed up. And like when you, when you present, especially I think younger people, the idea that Oh yeah, you can get in these big fights and like, you'll get some blood on your lip. It's like, no man, you're going to get your teeth knocked out. And like, geez, in this marathon man movie, the guy goes to get, he, he has like a, a strangling wire, like a garrote and he gets his hand caught in it and it blood spurts out. And then like, it pretty much cuts through his tendons. And he's like, you know, the guy later is like, Oh, it looks like you're probably not going to be playing tennis anytime soon. And you're like, yeah. And that is even quote unquote, a minor confrontation. That was one guy who creepily creeps up on him. And that's like an eerie sequence. But like, you don't just walk that off and then you're fine. How many, how many movies, like, uh, okay, again, another show. The show Banshee. I thought Banshee was a whole ton of fun. But the number of people who walk off gunshot wounds and stabbings and beatings that would either make you physically disfigured or somehow handicapped for the rest of your life is insane. They might as well be superheroes. I mean, people get shot and then like the next episode or even later in the episode, they're jumping around and I'm like, God, even just that alone, like you could get stabbed in the gut. Like you get stabbed in the gut and now he's doing an arm hang and like doing pull-ups. Fuck, <laughs> are you fucking out of your mind? Like, and I think that adds to a descent like it, it makes you desensitized to how terrible that should be and like even just the whole oh it's okay to punch nazis like look outside of the politics of it if you're gonna so dismissively say that it's cool to just be like we should just be beating people in the face part of me wants to go have you ever beaten somebody in the face have you ever have you ever felt and seen what like dude you will just flat kill somebody like, it's, don't, it's not funny. And, like, and, and the thing is, it's one thing when you're truly saying it like a joke. Like, oh, man, I'm going to punch that guy. I don't know. But these were people who were, like, at, like, you could tell they were actively, like, yeah, I can't wait. Jesus, man, are you out of your mind? Like, it's smelly and dirty and people get really hurt. And, and so that's where I'm, like, yeah. Can we get back to movies and shows that when they show stuff like this, people aren't just walking away from it. People like, and again, Marathon Man, whether you love or hate, uh, what's his fucking face? Dustin Hoffman. 
Like, just the amount when they're in the famous Is It Safe sequence, which I'm not going to spoil for you if you haven't seen it. But the amount of thrashing around that he does to, like, because, like, he's, he's being fucking tortured. Like, it's become passe that, like, torture scenes now are, like, it's just more like a timer. It's like, well, you just sit there and, like, the, the people just absorb a beating until the rescue comes. And it's just like, oh, they're punching him in the face. Like, God, and, like, there's a guy with, like, can't remember what movie I saw, but he had, like, he had, like, a fucking, he had, like, knuckle guards and was beating this guy in the face. And you just hear off screen, like, thud upon thud upon thud. And then you come back and you're like, no, you know what that should look like? I'll go back to another great 70s movie, the original Dirty Harry, where the guy pays that dude to kick his ass. And he looks like the fucking elephant man when the guy's done with him. He's got giant lumps all over his face and his face is all fucked up and he has to go in and get like surgery and shit. It's not like, oh, you, you, you lay down and then the next day you're good. That's where the way it always goes. Oh, just lay down. And they put some cloth on them and then the next day the person's up and they're just like, not, oh my God, you have a massive concussion and you have permanent damage in your eye and you might not see anymore. Like, and outside of being, in, in to this point, Black Cat, about saying that people are sheltered from reality, Yes, A, I think, but B, the the terrible thing is to then show them a false reality too much. Because it's one thing to watch maybe at least a superhero movie. It's another thing to watch movies where like, oh yeah, you know, this is a critical drama. And you know, like, that stuff used to be more hard hitting. And there was a reason why you didn't let your kids go see that. And there was a reason why critics would go, wow, what a great story. But this one was hard to swallow because there's some real heavy, like, violence and really uncomfortable situations in here. And I, and I, think, I, think, it's, I think it's a disservice. I think it's a great disservice. And so that's why, as somebody who has always loved movies that push that edge... I think it's, number one, it, it, if you're a writer or director and you're going to shoot and show stuff like that, I think that you're putting yourself at a risk because you're either going to turn off the critical critics or whatever, but um, that stuff is hard to shoot because, again, how how many how many movies have you seen where there's some sort of sequence where what they what they use is a plot device and by plot device i mean an occurrence rather than i'll say kind of a game over again gunshot wounds and knives why is it do you think that people when they're like oh well, the the police should just learn to, like, shoot people in the leg. And, like, because, again, they, they, how many times do they show in movies where, like, people just get grazed? Oh, it was just a nick. I mean, just a nick. That was, like, it takes a chunk out of you. Just a nick. You do realize you got, like, major arteries and shit that are even near the surface. Oh, well, you know, they just do that for plot effect. No, that should be, like, a major fucking thing. Oh, shoot him in the leg. Okay, so you shoot him in the leg and you hit him in the kneecap and you decimated that guy's knee and leg and now he's crippled for the rest of his life. Oh, you shot him in the leg and you hit his femoral artery and he died in two seconds anyway. Whoops. No, and they always, like, it, it's like movies do that thing where it's like, unless you get shot in the face or shot in the neck or completely riddled with bullets directly in your heart, it's just kind of a nuisance. It's like, ah, oh, you can kind of just shrug those off. No, man, quit showing that like that because then you hear, and, and, and you hear it on social media, not just social media. I've heard it in real world conversations 
where then people think that that's how that stuff works. And yeah, we shouldn't take guidance from that, from movie and media and whatever. But people will, and they do. And I think that's that's that, that that's fucked up. Like stabbings and shit. Like, come on, man. Yeah, just just you just put your hand over it, and then you walk around and you have a twelve-hour adventure where you're running and jumping and doing all sorts of other shit, not massively hemorrhaging and dying in the next hour. Santarkaze stopping in with a good evening, y'all. Santarkaze, how's uh? How's your streams been? I've seen you doing some art projects and Minecraft and that sort of stuff. It all looks fun. And if you can, make sure you stop by and say hello to Centrokaze. But like I, you know, I, I've, I've laughed at movies where they've done horrible makeup effects for... I'll just say the artistry of the makeup effects, especially a lot of the horror movies. I mean, the stuff like the, the that the Italians were doing in the 80s, whether it was their crime movies or their horror movies, they were sort of in an arms race to make the most splattery, over-the-top makeup effects around. And I laugh at some of those because some of them are so preposterous. But on the same token, I feel like that's probably something that yeah, you kind of maybe shouldn't really be laughing at it so much. Like, there's a reason why back in the day a lot of those movies were banned or put on lists of, like, this is terrible. Dude, like, one of my favorite movies, Lucio Fulci's Zombie. I mean, you watch it now, and it's not as whatever because there's so much of that stuff. But, like, I imagine when that thing came out, there were probably people throwing up in the theater watching that. Like... I think we should be. Like, it's time to quit making assault and violence and all that just be like an inconvenient nuisance. It shouldn't be an inconvenient nuisance. It should be a major, yeah, mean, cold, like, oh my God. And there are some movies that I think still get to that uncomfortable space which I always just laud and love and applaud when they're like that. Um, Santarkazi says, yep, art and Minecraft. Mother Nature was mad today, so I had to cancel. Oh, man, it was uh, knocking the power and the internet and stuff out. Black Cat says, I've been torn thinking ahead in my blog. Not sure if I want to cover some horrible stuff, including violence. That's your purview. That's your decision. Uh, I know that stuff is hard to often tell. Uh, I think, I think if you are going to do it, whether you put in a warning or not, I don't know, but I think, I think, I think in a lot of cases it's important to, to put how some of that stuff makes you feel and that like, you, you can laugh at the three stooges, but again, like you, you look at the beatings that those guys take and you're like, dude, you'd be seriously fucking wounded or hurt and like. It's one thing if it's a silly comedy, but at some point they've merged the slapstick level of that violence in comedy into serious drama. And, like, don't be hitting people. And fucking don't, like, it's like serious shit. Don't, I mean, man. People should be warned ahead of time if they've been reading it at all. True. That's very true. Uh, the power's awful. Oh, you had tornadoes? Did any of them touch down by you? Or is, uh, uh, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. How, uh, how bad and how widespread were the tornadoes? Well, that's the other thing, Black Cat. The, the ratings. I mean, you go back and you look at the difference between it used to be PG, PG-13, R, and then the whole X, NC-17, whatever. And it used to mean something when you were R-rated. I know at least when I was growing up, if a movie was rated R, that restricted meant don't, like, you gotta 
be very, very careful with the content on this when you watch younger people watch this. And I feel as time went on, more and more people just took that as a shoulder shrug. Kind of doesn't really matter anymore. And it's funny to me because for as much as they say, oh, well, we want movies to be PG-13 so that way then they get the widest possible audience. Like, man, I don't know. Around here, you go in the amount of people that are taking their kids to see movies that they totally should not be fucking seeing. I don't even know if people pay attention to that anymore. They don't read or preview or any of this stuff. It's like, oh, I'm just going to take my kid to see, you know, let's go see Midnight Cowboy. I, I remember seeing one of the Saw movies and like there was parents in there with kids. I'm like, why on earth would you take nine, ten-year-old kids to see this? Uh just super strong just super strong cells right now. Well stay stay safe, okay? Be be careful. That always that always worries me. You guys uh sent the Kaze, do you have like a a basement or a shelter or anything if if that gets bad? And I think and I think content like that again should be there because I think for making something that is art, you can't you can't necessarily turn away. Let's be honest. Life is messy. Violence is messy. That's the world. And so I think when you show it, you should show it in its sort of unfortunate barbarity. But that should only be seen by people who are older or mature enough to see it. And I don't think when you do it, you should make it where it's anything that's glorified as being fun or funny or not serious. Like, again, using simple, you know, plot devices based around gunshots and stabbings and beatings. Like, this shouldn't just be a minor, it shouldn't be just a minor inconvenience in, in dialogue. Like, that should be fucking serious. Yeah, look at the parent again. Yeah, M-rated video games. I'm gonna tell you a story about about video games. When I was little, um, I got the game Contra for the NES, which was not called Contra. I don't believe over in Japan or whatever. I think it was called like Super Probobator or something, Probotector or something. And here, for whatever reason, they meant they, they called it Contra. And I think they meant that to just be a generic term for, like, soldier, or fighter, right? I loved it because you were a, a guy who looked like Arnold from Predator on the box, and you ran around and you fight aliens and destroyed robots. You know, complete nonsensical arcadey looking stuff i mean there's giant creatures and again there's no blood or anything in it i mean when you shoot the little android enemies they kind of just you know they explode into the, like this robot dust sort of stuff and you know by and large that the, the violence in it is very much not in any sort of realism i mean you got spread guns and all sorts of other goofy shit so really is not any sort of realistic military shooter by today's uh, stretch of things, if you were unfamiliar. Side-scrolling, sometimes you, you know, you climb up mountains and, you know, again, you're, you're fighting little robot turrets that, you know, the bullets look like Red Hots. I mean, they're these giant floaty, bubbly-looking things. Um... Sentakazi says, no, you live in a mobile home that's got a brick underpin, so the wheels are off and it's and it's sitting on brick. Well, be careful. And maybe, uh, oh, I, I just, I worry about that stuff. Tornadoes or tornadoes are just devastating. I, I don't know why, but I feel like every now and then, like, people just forget about tornadoes and then like they happen and it's like, Oh my God, this tornado just destroyed this huge area. It's like, yeah, like tornadoes are no joke. 
like force of nature wise, they're incredible. Um, but this Contra game, okay. I went to lend it to another kid in the neighborhood. I can't remember what game I borrowed. Might have been Castlevania or Zelda or something. So he's going to take Contra home and he's going to play it. So he goes home. And a few minutes later, he comes back and he's knocking on my door. And he's like, hey, uh, I need to have my other game back. Or like maybe borrow something else. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, well, my mom won't let me play this. And she won't let you play it. And she's like, yeah, something about Contra and Contras are bad. And she doesn't want me playing that sort of thing. I had no idea, again, being little, about the whole controversy with the, with the fucking Contras. I had no knowledge of that whatsoever. And... I honestly, at the time, was like, oh, stupid parents, stupid mom, it's a cool game, you fight aliens. But, thinking back on it, good for, good for her. Because, like, she hasn't played it or seen it and doesn't know what that's about. And granted, stuff at the time, the, the Nintendo games, they had a very strict sort of policy about anything adult basically in the titles but she doesn't know and and no wouldn't let him play it and i think that level of discretion is missing and i think that's not so great Santa Kaiser says we get f1s are smaller before four years ago this area had never seen a tornado now you're starting to get them every year Yikes. And, you know, I, I think about stuff like that, and I think about, like, cities and wind and trees and, like, just, it's like, I mean, we had a period of time where it was, like, I swear we had this one summer where it, like, rained every day. And then, like, the next summer we had, like, none. And it was just crazy because then I think, like, the year after that, it's like we had all these tornadoes, like, just fucking constant tornado warnings going off. It's like, what the hell's going on? We get weird weather patterns because of the lakes, but like tornadoes and like the air raid signs and shit were going off. They'd be like, oh, it's just a tornado warning. Just a tornado warning. Do you know what happens if it, if it's an actual tornado? Or, 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 oh, it's just a tornado watch or whatever. Like, if it's an actual tornado, you better run for fucking cover. Like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's go look out the front window and watch it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Stand by a bunch of glass when the tornado rolls through. Very nice. Very nicely done. <laughs> All right, podcast folks, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back on this. Senther Kaze's uh, recount, uh, telling us a little bit of a story about in 2017 about being on a school bus uh, with a tornado touching down near it. That's pretty terrifying and horrifying. I mean, nature, man. Tornadoes, hurricanes, all that shit. Like, as I talked about before, always make sure you have a good flashlight and a good lantern. And, like, the weather is going to do what it's going to do. You know what, even that, like, they had the movie Twister. They had the movie Twister. Okay, I'm going to continue to harp on some of this stuff. They had the movie Twister that's about tornadoes, right? But, like, it was funny. Like, and it shouldn't be funny. And I'm like... There's just something in the way that it's presented and shot, and I don't, I don't know quite how to explain it. But like, I've seen movies where they have natural disasters, and it's like shocking and makes you sit there with your mouth open, like, 
But in Twister, they're like running around and like, I hesitate to say like playing in the tornadoes, but I feel like, I feel like the, the, even when they're like, I don't want to say afraid of the, if they are afraid of the tornadoes, it, it's just done in a comical fashion where it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It is a comfort. I, I like it. It's fun. It, look, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying, because do, <laughs> come on, uh, was it Bill Paxton? Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Helen Hunt. Uh, it, I mean, it's fun. But I think where Twister is f- fun because you're watching tornadoes, it's that same weight or whatever it is that is missing from the presentation of violence that I think, in my opinion, is causing more people to just think that it's no big deal to potentially hurt, maim, or kill people or hit them in the face or do whatever. You know, like... Was Philip Seymour Hoffman in that? And you know, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. I should rewatch it. Have I watched Storm Chasers? Is that a is that a show that that's the that's a show, right? Where like the actual people go out there. I mean the the amount of money and the equipment that those people put into those vehicles to to do that stuff is incredible. But like that is some terrifying shit. Like I admit, I get excited about that stuff. Uh, but that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. I mean, again, I'll I'll go back to the 70s. They had, like, the movie Earthquake, which, outside of all the rest of the campiness of it, when they show the earthquake happening, it's, it's meant to be kind of horrifying and traumatizing. But then you watch something like Volcano. I feel like, I don't know why, but it just comes off as, like, silly. And and I don't know why. I It's just, there's something about it. The show with the people who chase tornadoes. I think I, I, think I did watch that uh, when that was on. I don't know if that came on around the same time that, like, the Jeremy Wade fishing show was kind of around, too. But, like, the technology and the and the effort people put into to try to understand those storms and to plot and predict, like, it is really fascinating. It certainly, uh, it certainly takes a certain level of bravery, moxie, or a lack of fear uh of of the thing like because you you wouldn't catch me uh driving up to a tornado uh that's a no thanks <laughs> that's a no thank you to me um but i want to go back to the topic again of of this portrayal of content where i think is somebody who loves and talks about this stuff. Um, I don't want to say that Bill's question caught me off guard, but it caught me off guard a little bit because I think back to even when I was a, a, a teenager and whatever that you know you would get the you'd get the the scary or creepy moniker because you were into this sort of stuff. But like, not, not because I think because be again because it takes a certain level of attention to craft and be as intense as that situation should be to show you that this that this isn't good, 
again, cyborgs and stuff flip around doing whatever is one thing. You know, like, like to me, like the Terminator. Again, I love the Terminator. But, like, the action and the violence and stuff in that, it, 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 it's just not the same. Um, I, I remember watching, there was a, uh, this Italian movie about a mob boss who goes to prison. And while he's in prison, he meets up with this guy who's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, I don't, I hesitate to say a dopey guy, but he, he just, he, he wants to get in with the mob and, uh, he ends up getting a cell with this mob boss. And as they're talking about things, he's basically like, yeah, well, you know, I, I grew up with a, a terrible father who used to beat us and do all this stuff. And so like, you know, violence really doesn't bother me. And the, the mob boss guy is like, well, it should like it should. And the reason why it should is because you need to know that if you're wielding something that's terrible, it's meant to have a terrible effect on the people you use it against, which is why we do it. And the guy's like, oh. And so anyway, at some point later, this this guy is like in his house and they want to kill him. But the main mob box guy is like, yeah, I really don't know how to do this though without it coming off like a, uh, you know, like a mob hit or whatever. So this guy... This guy goes and he hides outside his house. He crawls under a tarp in the backyard. And he stays near the guy's back door wall. And he's out there for like a whole day. It's like kind of in the wintertime. And like he's out there for like almost a whole day. And then he hears the back door open. He hears like the clinking of like a whiskey glass. And this mob guy comes out comes outside and he comes over near where this guy is hiding under this tarp because there's firewood under there. And so the guy throws the tarp up and he beats him in the face with a fucking log. Just a log. And whoever did the foley and the cinematography and whatever, it is one of the most striking... Like, that one actually got me. It makes this horrible thud sound. And I don't know how they did it, but it seriously looks like he actually beats the guy in the head with a log. I mean, that dude just fucking drops. And that's it. One hit. Because he doesn't have to go after... Because realistically, if you weren't expecting it, and somebody smashed you flat in the side of the face with a fucking log, you would probably be dead. And this is like an old man. I mean, he's like... 60 70 years old and this is like a younger strong guy just knocks this guy in the fucking head and then and then just walks off into a field and he just leaves him out there and i was like that is one of the most brutal sequel like holy shit i mean maybe it is dash maybe they really did it I mean, I, I imagine they didn't, but the the way, again, the way the Foley worked and the, and, and like, they cut the music, right? It wasn't like they drum up the music because they're trying to add extra to it. The, the time, like, all you hear is, like, some wind sound and the guy comes outside and then it's just, like, this crunch. And then the dude just kind of runs off. And then the shot just kind of lingers of this guy with his feet, like, half inside of his house. I'm like, that is just, it's like, whoa. And there really wasn't a lot of violence in that movie. That was, like, one of the only, that was, like, one of the only real. But I'm like, but that's the way that that should be. That should be, that should be a holy shit moment. And too often now, I feel like the violence in movies and media is not a holy shit event. Yeah, people just shrug off beatings and stabbings and burnings, whatever. Eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, shoot him in the leg. Dude. Like, maybe a stuntman with a hidden protection, maybe a papier-mâché expertly airbrushed log. 
however they however they did it. But like, and, and I imagine there had to be some trickery to it, right? But even just the way the guy swung it, like it, he swung it like it had weight. Because that's the other thing that I, I guess I will say occasionally bothers me. You'll have you'll have people with swords, giant fucking swords, and they whip them around at a thousand miles an hour. I'm like, well, that's clearly not a real sword because you know how heavy that is. Like you can't whip that shit around like it's made out of paper. Like, and so when this guy swings this log, like there's like a weight and a follow through to it. And the way that the guy, like, gets knocked off his feet. I mean, he gets, like, knocked sideways where, like, his... I'm like, I don't know how they shot that or how they did it. But it 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 looked real. It looked real. And for somebody who has seen, I don't know, how many horror, action, whatever movies, that was just top-notch. A top-notch scene. It, it, it was brutal. Yeah, they're really heavy. You took you took the sword fighting stuff, Black Cat. Tell me, can you swing that shit around like that? Like, you know, you swing it and then you can just instantly stop the thing and backswing. It's like they, you know, they have no inertia because they're all made out of plastic or styrofoam. And I think again, that's why I like the original Conan movie. You can tell that the the props and stuff that they used had weight to them because when they swing that stuff, like. There's a, there's a momentum and an inertia to it. It's why it looked so good. And it's also why it was rated R and why it was so... Like, the more the more you take that away, I think, the, the, the more people just think, oh, yeah, the violence is just silly. It's no big deal. No, it is a big deal. It should be a big deal. So I think that's my my sort of rant on that. But I, I, I just want, I guess I just want to clear the air. When I say that I want more of that stuff, it isn't, it isn't because I want just a dearth of awful, disgusting depravity. It's because I think it's treated way too lightly nowadays. And I would like to get it back to when you see stuff like that. Again, it's a holy shit moment. It shouldn't just be a... It's just a light little nuisance. It, it, should, it should have the gravity that a situation like that uh, demands. That's why I want more of stuff like that. And, and not all of it has to be that way. There's a there's a there's a place for. I guess I'll just say light-hearted slapstick style, whatever stuff, or even just bubble gum, again, Fast and the Furious type shit. But like shows, like even you want like shows, whether it's the Mayans or Ozark or I don't know what. It's like every fucking episode, somebody gets shot. Or somebody gets stabbed. Or there's like a fight. And then they just they just walk it off like it's no big fucking deal. <laughs> and it's just he's got a band-aid on. Uh I'll be fine, it's a scratch. And then like they they just wipe it off. There's like a they here's what they usually do, and this drives me up a fucking wall. They'll be they'll they'll be characters that are having some sort of disagreement or whatever, there'll be a moment of violence, and then there will be a short sequence where those two characters, the one that's hurt, will be dismissive of the injury, while the other one tends to them with some completely preposterous like, oh, here's a wet dish rag I pulled out from under the bar. Okay, yeah, that's good. You're not going to get an infection from that. And it's treated as an opportunity for the two of them to sit and talk. Like, it's treated as a it's treated as a coffee date. Like, dude, no. Like, you just got fucking shot or stabbed. Like, yeah. 
quit using these as an opportunity for like quit using them always as a lead in to a potential uncomfortable conversation because real adults shouldn't have to do that that should be hey can i really talk to you about something and, and then it's always like i don't got time like every fucking time you know how about one of the characters goes what's the matter with you are you like 10 years old like look i'm coming at you saying i have something important i want to talk about like can we fucking like talk about something like this is really important to me and then the other person goes all right you know what let's uh let's address it no it's always got to be like after a gunfight yeah it's just a shoot up no big deal the police don't come yeah there's like 10 bodies laid out and they fired enough bullets to fucking invade a small country but eh eh no big deal it should be a big deal it should be a big deal that's what i'm saying it should be a big fucking deal Oh, dash. Part of the problem is that people don't even know the reality of events outside the movies due to how things are covered in the media. I mean, and like, I, I guess, yeah, but like, fucking just even, even like car accidents and shit. Like, I've been in car accidents and like, how many car crashes do you see in movies where like, the people just get up and like run? Or like, eh, it's no big deal. They get out and then they're off on their adventure. Like, dude, that was a car crash. Like, I, I know somebody who veered out of the way to avoid hitting a deer and hit a tree, and she's got brain damage now for the rest of her life. Tree car crashes, again, like, it's a minor, it's just, it's just a beat in the thing. Like, fucking stop. And so, like, I, I, I think that, that in that regard that it's like there isn't enough uh there isn't enough treating it with the respect that that should deserve um and i don't it's one of those things where like you can laugh at it when it's in a fast and the furious movie but then when you're a movie that is framed as being realistic meaning it's framed as being a serious drama do not include the cartoon treatment of trauma that's fucking bullshit and i i think it's really bad because now you've presented that this is realism that this is realistic this is a scenario of heavy whatever and like that's also the way that that stuff is and I, and I i don't think it's good i really don't it's a plot device to show the hero sensitive and vulnerable if even sometimes they they don't even it's like the person just got stabbed and then they're sitting there and the person's like wiping them with a rag or doing whatever and they don't even not like there's like it's like there's no pain they're not wincing or like throwing up or like, oh my God, I feel so terrible. Like, please maybe just take me to the hospital. I'm really hurt bad. No, it's like, unless they're dead, any trauma is just treated as a, is just, again, it's just a minor, it's just a minor break in, it's just a beat. It's just a beat in the flow. It's an opportunity for them to sit and have a talk. It's just be a fucking companion, just be a coffee. Yeah, minimizes the pain and recovery. And it minimizes the fact that, like, hurting somebody else is terrible. It should be terrible. Yeah, half the time the characters get killed and then they just magically come back from it somehow. It's, it's not It's not good. It diminishes all that. Like, uh... Except for the back seat of Tarantino movies. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not going to say all. There are some movies that do it right. There are some movies that do it correctly. I will say, 
for a movie that a lot of people didn't like. I really liked Hereditary. And one of the reasons why I liked Hereditary is because trauma is not treated as a silly, funny thing that you just get over. The sequence of, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, something Colette. I can't remember her first name. But the acting that she does after her daughter dies and her just wailing, just wailing in pain, was one of the most bald-faced, perfectly acted. I mean, it, it made me want to crawl under my seat. It made me so uncomfortable. And it should make you uncomfortable. Yes, Tony. Tony Collette. Absolutely just 10 out of 10 acting on that. I mean, it, 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 it made me fucking uncomfortable. The argument they have at the dinner table. That's the other thing. How many times do you have characters where, like, they're yelling at one another, fighting? And again, it's just like, oh, sorry. Like, man, like, having a full-on yelling at someone like that, that's not, like, that's damage, man. Like, that's not good. You don't treat people like that because it makes them feel terrible. And when you're watching that scene, it wasn't even me, and I felt terrible. I felt so bad for the kid masterful masterful that's the sort of shit that i feel like that they they need more of and 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 maybe a lot of people now wouldn't even get it they would laugh at it and think that it's silly and if you have the bulk of your viewers or people out there who are watching something like that and they are laughing at it we have a serious mental health fucking problem we have a serious mental fucking health problem and we have a serious maturity problem Really, Dash? I never would have guessed. If any of my friends ever revealed that superheroes would be like, Stand the fuck away from me! I'm the comedy relief major threshold guardian that dies to help you realize your true potential! I mean, you're kind of doing it now. <laughs> so, number one, I think uh, if you find and see movies like this, send them my way. I hope that I hope that people don't think that I viewed that stuff because of the glee and glory of the dark parts of reality and being human. As somebody who's occasionally done some writing and who has tried to direct and done whatever, I think doing stuff that really makes your audience feel is important. And I think a lot of it has lost a lot of its feeling. It's just flashing colors and silly shit. And, and there's a place for that, and that's fine. But when I think of like the media and the movies that were done in the 70s, I don't think we've quite gotten back to that. I I think we've gotten worse. There are some gems. There's some lights shining in the darkness, uh, like where they really have gone back and captured how that was that uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, don't... Uh, don't punch people in the face. It's not good. Violence isn't good. We're silly on the show a lot, and we talk about a lot of that stuff, but, like, I really don't want to hurt nobody. I'm not going to get into it, but I've done it in the past, and it haunts me. Uh, it's not good. And don't do it. And I think that's it. Uh, thank you so much, Bill. This is another case of where Twitter occasionally has a great value because when I read Bill's response, I, I feel like 
most of the time people would immediately do some, well, but like, no, that's a, that's a legit good question. That was a legit good question. Why, why would you want more of this? Like, what is that doing to your brain? And I'm like, well, because I think the, the, the purpose of it is, yeah, like it's the opposite. It's the opposite point. The, in, 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 and that's the thing. Like it, you know, I think about even the way I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up, but I think of the way that some, uh, you know, I, I have had people that were very close to me that passed away from terminal diseases and it's the same sort of thing. Like that, that stuff that there's, uh, I mean, there's a, there's an emotion, emotional aspect to it. And if your audience isn't feeling any emotion anymore by a sequence that should be something that evokes emotion, we've gone horribly off the path. We've gone totally fucking south. <clears throat> so thank you so much, uh, everyone for stop dash V says before, uh, we were so desensitized to it. Just the thought of death or injury was scary, right? Again, that used to be, you 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 had somebody like that who died in a movie or whatever, and it was like, oh, it was like, that's a human, that's a person that died. Think of the struggles and fears and everything that they went through in their life, and now that's all gone. And you and you know what? And you know what? Uh, uh, you know what, you know what really made me think about that? And, and this is going to be a topic of a show for another day, the Blade Runner movies. And when you get to the end of the first Blade Runner, the little speech that Rutger Hauer, and I'm going to say Rutger Hauer, not Roy Batty, because Rutger Hauer basically improvised that and came up with it on his own. But his statement at the end about, I've seen things that you people wouldn't believe. I saw attack ships on fire off the rings of Saturn. I saw, you know, the glass fields. And all those things, all all those moments are now just lost like tears and rain. Goodbye. It's time to die. Like, that's so fucking sad. It's so fucking sad. And when you're going to show stuff like that and you're going to present stuff like that, it should make you go, ooh. Like, that's cinema at its best. That's art at its best. And so much of it now is just fucking crap. <laughs> uh, today's the anniversary of Bonnie and Clyde. Have you ever seen the movie? It was groundbreaking the way I approached realistic violence. Yeah, Warren Beatty and, uh, was that Faye Dunaway? Well, that's like one of Warren Beatty's best roles, but that uh, that is a spectacular movie. And in the Wild Bunch, uh, the Wild Bunch. If you haven't seen the Wild Bunch, with uh, Ernest Borgnine and uh, William Holden, it's another one. Like the end of that is awful, and when Ernest Borgnine cries when his friend is finally dying, I mean, it's oh god. I feel like I could talk about this for another hour, but I'm not gonna. I think the the point is clear. I hope that my intent in saying yes, let's have more of this stuff has been clarified. Again, thank you so much, Bill, for your simple reply that that made me think and made me also think that, well, it's important to know why. You know, in, in reading what I wrote, this you could totally, in that regard, take this the wrong way. Because I clearly was not clear enough in what I wanted to say and why I said it. So I think this show and this opportunity to bring more fullness to it. And so thank you very much, Black Cats Poppy, Santhakaze, Just Me, Dash V, and Wild Bill Flint for all stopping in and saying hello. I appreciate you all very much. 
It's always fantastic to have some time to talk to you. Hope you all do well. I hope you have a great Tuesday. But that's going to be the end of the show tonight. And as we say at the end of all of these, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. Make sure you get yourself some rest. Good night.